I'm Dan. And I'm Simon. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article and we talk about what we find. Simon, what are we talking about this week? This week, Dan, I am delighted to say <laughs> that we are talking about Jeff Gord. Are you familiar with the work of Jeff Gord? Um, I'm a, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of Gord's. Whether I'm a fan of uh, Jeff's specific work, I don't know. Well, now, interestingly, Gord isn't his actual surname. His his real surname is Owen, but he's changed his name to Gord. Right. And um, uh, I'll just read the first line of this wiki. Jeff Gord, born Jeffrey E. Owen, was a bondage artist and photographer who specialised in the fornophilia subgenre, a form of objectifying sexual bondage which involved the subject being tightly bound and expected to stay immobile for a prolonged period. Sorry, just could we have that once more? <laughs> he was a bondage artist and photographer who specialised in the fornophilia subgenre, a form of objectifying sexual bondage which involves the subject being tightly bound and expected to stay immobile for a prolonged period. It's also known as human furniture. Um, good grief. <laughs> I uh, I think I should have I think I should have had a, a more substantial breakfast if we're if we're talking about <laughs> if we're talking about things like this. This is a two Weetabix kind of day, Dad. Yeah, yeah. What is your breakfast cereal of choice, actually? Well, I don't typically have cereal, Ooh. although I made I made a very out of character trip to Big Tesco. Um, <laughs> so you're saying that like you know, big industry, big farmer, yeah, big, big Tesco, big Tesco, big Tesco is an amazing place. Um, and I picked up a, I, I kind of indulged a kind of a childhood whim, and uh, and picked up a pack of Cocoa Pops Cocoa Rocks, um, <laughs> which was absolutely extraordinary. It's just a bowl of chocolatey sugar for breakfast. It was it was immense. I want. Could somebody please isolate that and set it as my ringtone? I want. I want every time I get a text, I want Dan to go Cocoa Pops Cocoa Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it was extraordinary. It was really nice. Um, it was like it was like Brian Sewell talking about the Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> and then Hulk fought Iron Man. Iron Iron Man. Um, no, I normally have I normally have a dippy egg. That's my kind of I love. That's my favourite breakfast. Oh, um, you can't beat a dippy egg. Do you toast the bread before you put it? in the egg or do you just have it raw no i i toast i have for them to be soldiers they have to be toasted well we've, i mean it, we've had this it, we've had this very angry debate when you when we lived together do you do you recall yeah you look i i, I made some uh because i call them eggs and soldiers as opposed to dippy eggs yeah um and uh, i remember boiling the eggs and buttering the bread and sitting down and you looking at me <laughs> going what are you doing yeah like I was some kind of deviant, some kind of freak, because I hadn't toasted the bread first. If, it, if it's not toasted buttered bread, then I mean, this is coming from the person who just like will will chomp great chunks out of a block of cheese. I, I mean, I don't do that anymore. I'm a changed man, Dan. Oh really? I mean, Pixel Girl does it now. I mean, well, to be fair, neither of us do it anymore because we don't have cheese in the house. Because I, uh, we are both. Well, I'm vegan. Pixel Girl has ordered about because, because twenty bacon sandwiches. <laughs> Golly. Yes, it, it, I mean, you can. The vegan cheese we've been getting has actually been very nice, but we get it like pre um, grated because, you know, we're just putting it on top of jacket potatoes or 
you know, on top of pizzas or whatever. So you don't need a big block of mm. fake cheese in the house. Mm. It's, it's surprisingly good. Anyway, we've gotten off topic, Dan. Um, we're meant to be talking about this uh, photographer, Jeff Gord. How are we spelling um, Jeff, incidentally? J-E-F-F. Uh, not G-off. No, not G-off. <laughs> not the, the, the Jeff-Geff debate. Um but yeah, uh, he describes himself as a mad bondage scientist, which isn't a section of science I've ever seen at a conference before. But I, I if I saw that above, like you know, uh, the door of like you're, you're at a big conference and it'll be like cryovolcanism, atmospheric science, climate change, ooh, bondage science. Mm. I go, I I take that. I was really hoping he was spelling Gord G O U R D. Right, yes, because it is G-O-R-D. There's in, no U. As in like a pumpkin or a butternut squash or something. Well, I do wonder why he changed his name um, to to be Gord, because I'm not seeing an immediate connection. Gord, the Gord, sounds like it could be some kind of science fiction villain in Star Trek. <laughs> you know, like, oh gosh, like there's an enemy ship approaching, it's the Gord. <laughs> well, there is. There's the classic episode of the original series... Uh, where Kirk fights the Gorn. Uh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. The bipedal reptile man that has like the most embarrassing fight in TV history. It's like swinging, but it's like takes five seconds for a single paw swipe to to go over Kirk as he like slowly dodges underneath it. Um, so yes, that's probably what you're thinking of. I have actually been I've been watching um, Deep Space Nine recently. I've been getting I, I never watched D, uh, DS Nine when it first came out. I don't think that was a German spin-off, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was good. That uh, its sequel, DSR, was never yeah. never quite captured the popularity. Uh, no, it's the more it's the grittier adult Star Trek with with. F-ing. Um, oh, there you go. That's the first time that we're gonna have a, a, a sensor put in by Fergus. Oh gosh, how exciting! Incidentally, Fergus is the uh, editor of this episode. Hello. Hello, Fergus. Welcome. There you go. That's your first swear of many, probably. <laughs> I'll do my best to keep it uh, PC. Um, well, speaking of PC, though, Dan, uh, what uh, I, I can't actually tell you a huge amount of Jeff about Jeff Gord because it's a very short article. Um, uh, he yes, he calls himself a mad bondage scientist and maintained the website House of Gord on the subject. Oh, fantastic! I like House of Gord. That's really good. Hog. <laughs> Ho- yeah, Hog Tide. Quite yeah. literally. His influences included Robert Bishop. Eric Stanton and John Willie. Wow. I really is that a stage name? Ah, oh, it's a stage name. I really hope that that was like nominative determinism. Yeah. John, John Willie. Well, I guess I'm going to become a guy who photographs weens. His influence um, included John Willie, Robert Bashing the Bishop and <laughs> Zipper Olympics. Uh, <laughs> Rosie Palm and her five slutty daughters. <laughs> I haven't thought about that name in so long. Incredible. Incredible. I, I remember back in the day when I used Bebo, um, I, I had like a note pin that was like 3,000 different ways to describe masturbating. Wow. I don't know why I, I pinned that to my, my public-facing Bebo page. But that was one of my, that one really stuck in my mind, mm. having a date with Rosie Palm and her five slutty daughters. Um, and yeah, bashing the bishop, yogurt slinging, zipper Olympics, was all that kind of stuff. Wow. God, this descended into smart very we, quickly. Didn't I think it? the first one I the first one I heard was um, charming the one eyed trouser snake. 
which is yeah quite, i like that because it's got it's got a slightly kind of middle eastern da, 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 kind of feel to it you know you kind of whip fighting out your... fighting the purple-headed warrior oh wow is another one. incredible <laughs> well so much for trying to keep it pc during lent anyway never mind yeah I hope that I hope those of you uh, who gave up feeling horny for Lent, uh, <laughs> sticking to your sweating. Speaking of uh, sweating speaking bullets. of embarrassing moments during Lent, I uh, I made I made quite a spectacular mistake in I, I was singing Compline for chapel yesterday, mm. um, and on the first page I sang a really quite enormous Alleluia, um, which is really not on, <laughs> really not on. <laughs> Um, they're kind of like the, the the start. Everyone's kind of settling in, relaxing, and then there's me surrounded by candles, screaming "Hallelujah!" into an empty chapel <laughs> as there's kind of like priests across the country, like falling off their chairs. It was uh, oh, that's wasn't, hilarious. Wasn't, wasn't great. <laughs> wasn't great. So wait, was it just like a normal Compline service? Um... It was a normal Compline, and normally there is an Hallelujah sung, um, but I had just forgotten that. Obviously, you know. To keeping Lenten practice, you do not say or sing the the word Alleluia, unless you're oh, me. Oh, I didn't know and that. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's yeah, you're not. It's it's not. Uh... Oh, what I thought you meant was that it was just written as a really kind of quiet Alleluia, and you just decided to go full Castagnier Vienne, <laughs> like. Oh no, it was just um, it it was it, it wasn't too kind of boisterous, um, but it was just. Yeah, it it shouldn't have been uh, shouldn't been done. So it's quite common, in fact, if you're singing, I don't know, a, a an anthem or motet or something during a service, and Alleluia is printed. Either you would hope that you would choose another text, or you substitute the word. So you 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 all the singers in their copy will sing a different word to Alleluia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is that is that because Christ's in the desert, and so we're not bothering him? With saying like everything's great with that with a hallelujah, is that the logic? I don't know. I'm going to look it up now. Um, well, whilst you're, whilst you're looking that up, let me just mm. finish off the Jeff Gord article, um, the House of Gord. Um, uh, Aaron Coonan has described Gord's vision of the human body as as spectacular and thorough in its commitment to objectification as Busby Berkeley's. Um, who? Oh, apparently, was a film director who I've never heard of. Oh, this was the guy who did um, those like classic sort of thirties and forties um, uh, like choreographed dance numbers, like that super symmetric, uh, you know. And it was the kind of thing that was in that parodied in Hail Caesar, you know. That's so, so. This basically, he, this what's his name? Aaron Coonan is saying that Jeff Gord is as good at making the human body look great as Busby Berkeley. Wow. What a name! There's some fantastic names in this. It's, it's a short one, but it's a, yeah. a great names. Uh, and he died in 2013 at the age of 67. But wow! Uh, also, yeah, fornithilia. That's an interesting wiki article. Um, that's some boobies. That's a bum. That yeah, this is this is not safe for work. Grief. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I've just hovered over the preview. Whoa! Mm. That's a woman at a table, and she's not wearing anything at all except a vase. <laughs> <laughs> And then there is a little, very helpfully, there's a, a vajazzle on her side, which I guess means it's not a vajazzle at all, uh, with table written on it. Mm, helpful. Uh, which is nice. Say, say what you see. In this article, there is also a, a, a link to an article on my sex life. Um, erotic humiliation has oh. its own. How nice. Has its own article. That's nice. How lovely. As does Nyotai Mori, 
often referred to as body sushi, is the Japanese practice of serving sashimi or sushi from the naked body of a woman. Oh yeah, that's a big thing, isn't it? I think I think Lewis of the Yogs cast. I think he spoke about that once. Oh, I I was fully expecting you to say that he went to a bar. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't (laughs) dare. I wouldn't dare suggest it. But I think he. I think he mentioned it in a, either a, 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 an episode of, um, I don't know, something that went out on the main channel, or possibly a Triforce, or something like that. There's also the male version, which is uh, Nantaimori, which is a mess. (laughs) Yeah, wait, but the only thing you can eat are ring donuts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, or party <laughs> rings. <laughs> yeah, depending on how how uh, generous your your table is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it really, if it's really bad, it's just hula hoops. Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, incidentally, I found an answer to the question. Um, Catholics choose to fast from saying the word Alleluia, which means praise Yahweh, um, because we're saving up all of the joy and praise for the Lord on Easter Sunday. Um, it's a beautiful tradition of the faith. Fasting from saying Alleluia during the Lenten time of sacrifice and repentance helps us appreciate uh, the depth and meaning of the word. Um, ah, I didn't know that Alleluia was was sort of a, a bastardization, if you like, of praise Yahweh. Yeah. All right. Um, That's pretty <laughs> Sorry, the, the needle of this podcast, Dan, is swinging so so yeah. far from House of God to House of Gord. It's just like a, <laughs> it's a metronome. Very good. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's mad. It, it, there's a there's a fun thing that we used to do at Exeter Cathedral to to kind of rile up um, to rile up the choristers. The dean would would be standing in Oldham's passage, which is where the kind of um, the choir gather before and after a service. Um, and there's a kind of call and response in between the um, choir, which is um, He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And and it's usually just kind of said once, but to get the choristers going, the dean just keeps saying it louder and louder and louder. <laughs> so kind of like um, as a as a comedian might open a set, being like, uh, "Yeah, how are we uh, uh, how are we doing tonight? Yeah, oh come on, we can do better than that. How are we doing tonight? Yeah." <laughs> you suddenly if the congregation's in the nave and they just hear, "Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Christ is risen." He's risen and you know it just gets kind of louder and louder. It's uh, it's Christ is risen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my neighbours are definitely going to come up to something. They'll be very confused because he really isn't not yet. No, well, th- last year didn't he stay dead? Didn't d- I'm pretty sure the Vatican cancelled Easter because of the COVID pandemic. Oh gosh. Okay. So you know, you know, shit's got bad when the Catholic Church goes. You know what? He stays dead. He's he's not coming. It's like punks are tawny Phil. He's not coming out. <laughs> He's, not, he's, he's gone back into day. the cave for a year. He's missed his he's missed his connection. He's stuck at he's stuck at Reading Station. He'll be here next year. <laughs> next next stop on the Christ buses. Oh wait, ah, oh, it's not not a service for another year. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to the House of Gord, um, mm. I, I'm just having a look here at the Nyotaimori page. This is mm-hmm. the, the 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 female body sushi. Um, there's it's it's weird. Um, Dan, it it is weird. Um, reception outside Japan. This practice has been described as decadent, humiliating. In- interestingly, every single one of these adjectives has a reference. Um, decadent, humiliating, degrading, cruel, antiquated, and objectifying. Um, worldwide reception varies as several countries have banned the practice. Um, 
<laughs> in 2005, China outlawed Nyotaimori on naked bodies, condemning it due to public health reasons. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of makes sense, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but also, how I was just, I went on the page because I was wondering, how did this start? You know, where, how is this a thing? Um, and there's a little history section. The origin of Nyotaimori can be traced back to the food play of the Wakamezake performed in Yukaku. I'm, I'm bittering all of these, I have no doubt, during the Edo period, where sake, uh, the rice wine, would be poured mm. into a sex worker's pubic region for drinking purposes. Oh, gosh. Hang on a minute. That's just... Ooh. How does the geometry of that work, <laughs> right? I don't, I, I don't know whether I want to think about it too much. Incidentally, at the bottom of that page, on the sea also's, can you just read the first one? Ah, are you referring to restaurant? <laughs> yes, I am, because that's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Uh, of course, yeah, hooters and stuff like that. The, yeah. the, the um, the three. Uh, what? Sorry, the the articles that are listed here. We have restaurant, food play, fornophilia, Playboy Club, and Sushi Girl, which is a film. This is this is a side of this is Wikipedia after dark. Dan. We haven't. I think we. I don't think in all of our in all of our many experienced years of the art form that is Wikipedia. I don't think we've hit this particular niche corner. Um. Mm. I think that's probably a good thing because it's not things aren't exact. Oh my gosh! Um, just for, <laughs> Which just, one have you been looking at? Just for our benefit, we don't need to describe it. Um, we don't need to talk about it. But in the history section, mm -hmm. hover over the first blue word that begins waka, and then just look waka at the image just, at the image that previews. Oh yeah, I saw this food play. Um, yeah, good grief! That's an, that's an extraordinary. That's a Wikipedia image. Yeah, how is that allowed? Uh, I mean, it's educational, I guess. Is you know how though? to not eat whipped cream. Oh <laughs> she's God. missing her mouth entirely, Dan. Yeah, she, she really is. She's <laughs> making an awful mess. She needs a she's bib. Getting, she's getting it all over herself. Don't play with your food, lady. Um, oh. But there was another little section on here. I love this, on the procedures. Um... <laughs> Usually, champagne and sake are served in naked sushi restaurants. Guests must be respectful and observe the strictest decorum. Talking with the models is highly discouraged. Oh yeah, inappropriate, well, that would be rude. See. Inappropriate gestures or comments are not tolerated, and diners can only pick up sushi with chopsticks. Although rules in some restaurants are less strict. For example, a direct quote from Wikipedia, Dan. For mm -hmm. example, in some restaurants, guests can nibble nori rolls off nipples if they choose. Oh my goodness, that's going to be a new vocal warm-up for choir. <laughs> Nibby nori rolls off nipples. Fantastic. Nibble nori rolls off nipples. Nibby, nibble nori rolls off nipples. Dun, dun, nibby nori rolls off nipples. Dun, dun. Fantastic. Oh, oh, this isn't what I thought we'd be looking at today. <laughs> wow. This is... um. We've hit a new low or a new high, depending I feel, on. I feel really awful. <laughs> your perspective. This is this is this is Fergus's first episode, and we said we'd yeah. try and keep it PC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, Sorry, that's Fergus. Just sweating bullets. <laughs> right. We should probably move on, Dan. Yeah, um, I think we should. We should. I mean, that that's probably enough talking about a Wikipedia, isn't it? But I think just just for the sake of you know keeping the temperature down. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, let's let's go over to oh well let's actually go back to the house of God. What is your choral piece of the week, Dan? And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. So my choral piece of the week. Um, it's the lamentations of Jeremiah. Oh, brilliant, well done. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's the lamentations of Jeremiah. 
um, given, that, given that we're in a kind of uh, a, a kind of a, a Lenten feeling. Um, Sorry, do we discuss this off? Off, I was going to say off camera, <laughs> we're not on camera at all. But <laughs> before, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to steal your thunder. I don't know why. I'm just being a dick. Right. So is that going in the episode or no? Oh yeah, that's staying in. Okay, great. Well, Fergus, keep that in. <laughs> The Lamentations of Jeremiah will be my choral piece of the week. Um, and interestingly, if you want to hear, it's it's split into two parts. I highly recommend listening to both parts. But part one can be found on YouTube. And there is a recording of the um, cathedral choral scholars of Exeter Cathedral uh, singing the first part um, with Michael Graham's also there, just kind of singing bass. Um, oh. uh, but yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty good, but it's a really fantastic piece. But there are also other recordings online where there's a kind of um, a rolling score that accompanies the work, and it's uh, it's very, it's yeah. Well, it's it's a a true lament. Um, it's it's very moving and it, very it's nice. It's Talus, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, Talus. Um, now we. I actually uh, on your recommendation, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, watched the documentary about Speminalium. Oh, by cool. Yeah. By Tapio Kirkinen. What was the guy's name? <laughs> Um, Montievi? Something like that, yeah, sure. Monteverdi. Uh, Mon- yeah. I, I really enjoyed Monteverdi's documentary. I thought it was really good. I, yeah. inclu- I, I enjoyed it so much, I'm going to include it in the show notes for this episode as well, guys, because it's like 30 minutes, I think, of content. And it's 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 like, it's a bit like internet historians' videos in that they're, it's quite esoteric. You know, mm. it's not really like anything else I've seen as a music documentary on YouTube before. Yeah. And quite a lot of effort's gone into it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, uh, I, yeah, I think he's done an amazing job. Um, it's, it's excellent. And then I hi- will highly recommend watching. There's, there's one other video on his channel where he talks about um, this Finnish composer. Um, uh, some bit, so it's like, it's like, Cooley or something. Um, but it's really good. It's in the same style and it's really interesting. And he's done a fantastic job on it. I just looked up Finnish composers because uh, I wasn't sure if I could name any anyone. Could you name uh, uh, any other f- Finnish composers uh, aside from that Cooley guy? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I could. Um... There is one that you will definitely know. I just wasn't sure which nation he came from. Uh, can I have a clue? Um, he makes some cracking software. Sibelius. Sibelius. Uh, he was Finnish as well. Uh, I, I thought he might have been Swedish or something, but I think was was Greek Swedish. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. Wow. Oh, look, Goranson is like one of the top Swedish composers of all time. Famously from the Mandalorian. And... Uh, oh, Greek was Norwegian. Ah. Uh, how... Oh, God, we're going to get so much hate for this. I was about to say, how different are they really? Suddenly, Quite. a thousand Viking emails <laughs> spawning in. Although, actually, moving on from that, um, I received in the post uh, yesterday a a, mo- a Mandalorian model, Dan. Oh, yeah, um, I saw this. Amazing. Yeah, I'm really... I might actually paint it on stream today, already start. Um, so it's for those of you who are listening at home, uh, it's about 70 millimeters tall, and it's a little Mandalorian holding a baby Yoda uh, in, like, the pose from the... Uh, poster basically and uh, it's the first time in a really long time that i've actually possibly ever that i've bought a non-games workshop model to paint Mm. which is kind of fun but anyway uh yeah (laughs) lamentations jeremiah dan
Yes, Lamentations of Jeremiah, part one. You can either listen to the rolling score version, well, you can listen to whichever version you like, but there is quite a nice recording of part one sung by the Exeter Cathedral Choral Scholars. Why um why is part one so much more famous than part two? Probably, ooh, well, they're, they're split because of the, the split in the text, and I would have thought if you're going to sing the Lamentations of Jeremiah, you'll start with part one, obviously, um, and then whether people ever get round to singing both parts, because obviously if you were to sing them back to back, it goes for quite a long time. It probably goes for about 16 minutes, um, in which right. case they might just choose other music. Um, but I don't I don't know. Uh, I ought to ask. Because you hear a lot a about part one, but I never see, you never really seem to hear anything about part two. Yeah. Maybe it's just not as good. It's pretty. It's. I mean, they're. It's. They're both lovely. Um, but I think. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious about that now. That's going to really bother me. I'll. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll put some feelers out after this. Uh, this Ooh. podcast has been finished recording. Um. And, I know. Uh, I know just the man to photograph them, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Keep Jeff away from me. <laughs> put down a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Can we have? Um. Can we have? Incidentally. Uh, for listeners of this podcast, if you are of an artistic disposition, um, could you design a new T-shirt for the Wikicast? Which has Dan with Nori rolls on no, his nipples. No, 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 no. And me nibbling them. That has Jeff Gord, the bondage, bondage artist, but... Taking Gord, a picture of that. Taking a picture <laughs> of a Gord while also himself being some form of squash or pumpkin. And he is in a house made of Gords. Can it say at the top, Happy Halloween from Jeff... And it's a picture of a it's a picture of a gourd and then something really not okay a gourd kind of tightly bound. Um, yeah, with a ball gag. Yeah, with a the ball gag. Yeah. <laughs> I want this in like a Jimmel paint it type style, you know, like a yeah. MS paint. <laughs> Happy Halloween from Jeff. That's fantastic. From Jeff. Jeff. Who? <laughs> Jeff Gord. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. See, you're you're walking down the street and you see someone wearing that t-shirt and you're just like, what? <laughs> this actually comes back to my initial idea of a of a piece of what I thought would be really cool merch for the Wikicast. Um and we could probably get, you know, like a pretty good way into it now as the episode as we you know, we're accruing quite a back catalogue. I wanted to have designed a um like a periodic table of elements. Oh yeah. But every element number was in ascending order the the episode numbers and then to create the symbol we use something to do with the title um and i think it would be a really cool and you know if we could try and think about how we would categorize each episode and they and that can that can kind of form the the relevant kind oh, right of so sections. you have like the groups yeah and it's like, yeah, so like the, the thingy gas the smut the, group this is yeah. in the, this, this episode is in the smut group yeah I think that would be. I think it would be really cool. Um, well, uh, people on the Discord. For those of you who aren't aware, um, we have a, a, a wonderful Discord of people. Um, it is genuinely my favourite online community. Mm. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I'm the de facto dictator of it. Um, and uh, there's a creative chat in there, which I, I, I look forward. To. Uh, there is also a Wikicast specific chat, but I uh, I look forward to seeing people putting forward their <laughs> Happy Halloween from Jeff <laughs> designs. So when we get okay, so here we go. When we get to episode 118, which in the grand scheme of things isn't too far away, mm. um, we can we can create a full periodic table of the Wikicast episodes. 
And I think it would be great. And it would be exactly the kind of thing I think you'd want on like a mug or something. Because people would look at it and go, oh, it's just the period. And then they'd look closer and go, hang on. I'd love that as a poster in my room. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, think that would I would really, love really that. Cool. Okay, that's something to work towards. I mean, we we have talked about doing merch for quite some time. Like, I I would be, I would welcome some feedback on the Discord actually uh, yeah. about what people would like because I I think um we talked about doing mugs before and that'd be a nice. I think it's the, it's practical. It's not just tat. It's something that is is very easy to do as well from our perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'd, I'd be I'd be dead keen for that. But I'm open to suggestions on the Discord. Yeah. Do you want to do a critics corner? Um. Have I got anything to? critique because that's the thing i don't really have anything to critique no i don't really think i do um should we do the briefest critics corner in the world yeah let's do a really brief one all right okay dan we find ourselves in critics corner do you uh do you have anything to critique nope no me neither top lad right okay uh time to log into patreon everyone's favorite part of the podcast it's become such a meme and it's really not that bad yeah it's fine it's absolutely fine we just like complaining yeah we find ourselves down in patreon corner um the part of the show that makes the show possible basically um we actually i've got to say i was talking to pixel girl about this the other day we do have a lot of of patreon money that has built up and i would love to waste some videos (laughs) going forwards Mm. Well, we've got the, I mean, this miniatures video that we'll do, yeah. hopefully soon, because li- in the, again, once again, in the grand scheme of things, the, the, the lifting of, or the, certainly the, the, the kind of relaxing of lockdown restrictions is, is, is on the way, which mm. is good. Um, for those who don't know, the UK is still in lockdown, so we can't really do a great deal. I mean, also, like, we, I could literally just pay somebody out of this fund. Should we just record us doing Magicka? And put it out on Spongy and Electric. Yeah, actually, I'd be well up for Magicka. I still got it. Okay, well, I'll tell you, because we could stream it. We could we could do a stream of me and you doing it, and yeah. then chop yeah. that up into videos and put it on Spongy and Electric. Bam! Content sorted. Groovy. I'm a businessman. So, <laughs> put it in writing, kid. As I chomp on my giant cigar, we'll make you, you into a star. Real good. But as long as I'm around, you'll always be second best. See. I knew, I knew you would use exactly those words. Anyway, sorry. Whilst yeah. we're buck- bickering like an old married couple. Um, yeah, this is Patreon Corner. Patreon.com forward slash the Wikicast is how we fund the show and uh, how we can afford to pay uh, such a wonderfully talented editor as Fergus. We hope. We haven't heard his Indeed. editing yet. I Fingers crossed it's good. Um, and uh, and also it pays for our hosting and uh, it will allow us to do more content once we're allowed to film stuff together. So it literally does make the show possible. Indeed. Question is, Simon, do you want to kick off with top dogs or top cats? Oh, I, I thought maybe you should take the top dogs down because I'm not a filthy degenerate. Okay, sure, sure. Well, the, uh, the, the prime supporters of this glorious mess that is the podcast are our top dogs and I would like to say an enormous thank you to Ben Caples Joss Joss Josh uh, Shaga Henry VII King of England and France Lord of Ireland (laughs) uh, Aaron Carl August Augustson he's been part of the community for a very long time Dan I'm trying okay (laughs) I'm trying my best Adrian Chan uh, Naf Laroch Hasse Hansen Aaron Jorgensen Remnar Lexi at front, front desk. desk. Praise be, praise be. 
uh, Eve Sharples, Alistair Fortune, Peter Reed, Maggie, Colin J. Brown, Codzo, Ben McMurtry, Jay Wright, and Eric Bolliger. Thank you so much. Whereas, I could, God, there's a lot of people that support this show, Dan. This is getting out of hand. Now there's more than two of them. Um, I'd like to thank the wonderful people who support the show at Top Cat Status, giving five bucks a month for whatever reason because let's face it, they're not getting value for money out of this podcast. Um, I would like to thank Elliot Conway, Oliver, Violet Hatch, Abu El Ella, The Physics Boy, Simon P, Jack Easton, Izzy Christie, Tom Withington, Nafi Iftikar, Christopher Betterton, Marcin Koshin. He actually complimented me, Dan, on the Discord for pronouncing his name correctly. And truth be told, I gave up halfway through his surname. And he messaged me being like, oh my God, you got it exactly right. Well done. So every time now, I'm just going to try and get past the, the kosh and just give up. So <laughs> thank you to Marcin Cosner. Dame Valerie III, River Ward, Layla Medina, Oliver Craigie, Will Jenis Humphreys, Rents Kirk, Oliver Burkhart, Omar Miranda, Cole Mansfield, Princess Andromeda, Choco Cat, Bendant, Isabel Ostrowski, Matt McGuire, and The Juan. The other Spanish name, Dan Hanvey. Hurrah. Huzzah! <laughs> Top lad. Dan. What? I've just remembered. We have a confession. Ooh, fantastic. Well, Dan, we find ourselves, after quite some time, in the Church of County Pedantry. May God. <laughs> the House of God. No, I'm trying to say yeah, House of God, not guard. <laughs> oh no, all the furniture here is made of people and they're naked. And covered in sushi. Oh, help. Stop nibbling on those nori rolls. <laughs> <laughs> My nipples can't take any more, I tell you. <laughs> Why has this has now become Frodo and Sam? <laughs> Go to Mortal. Sam, stop nippling the lembus bread off my nipples. I'm sorry, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> if I take one more bite, Mr. Frodo, I'll be the furthest away from home I've ever been. I'll be the closest to your nipple I've ever been. <laughs> Good grief. Oh, Somebody send help. Yeah. Lockdown is really doing something. It is. Uh, well, I, 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 I have an email here in front of me, Dan, from Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the section of the mm-hmm. show we haven't had for a while, but we welcome... Another one from Anonymous. I tell you what, uh, Anonymous is a freak. They get up to so much stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, this is the section of the show we haven't done for a little while. If you, as a dear reader of the podcast, have something you would like to confess to, which can be large, it can be small, it can be serious or incredibly frivolous, uh, we promise guaranteed 100% rate of absolution. Absolution, not absolution. I can't talk. <laughs> Absorption. What? <laughs> You're part of us now. Um, right, so we have this email here from Anonymous, Dan. And I'll tell you what, would you like to read it out? Sure, sure. <clears throat> it reads, Hi, Simon and Dan. Hello. My child. I've just picked up your podcast. <laughs> Hello. Is that how confessionals work? Where they go, Hello, my child. <laughs> Hello, my child. Um, I've just picked up your podcast in the last month to help me get along uh, at work, and it's been great. I currently work for and volunteer at St. John Ambulance uh, as we try to help the vaccination rollout. Oh, wow, that's pretty well cool. Uh, so we'd like to give a shout out to you No, guys. no, no. We should be shouting you guys out. Uh, yeah, we St. should. St. John's really Ambulance. Should. helping Anything that's helping the vaccination rollout is <laughs> damn near heroic, Dan. Superb. Uh, they go on to say, anyway, on to the story, which starts, as all good stories do, with music and drinking. Several years ago, I was at one of the country's largest, largest music festivals. Happily having a laugh and a drink with some friends. Oh, here, here we go. Festival stuff, especially if it's something like um, 
thingy. Well done. Bro. <laughs> ah, yes, God's the thingy sake. festival. God, God's it's up sake. there with the um, reading festival. The re- yeah, the reading festival, my favourite festival. Tell you what, there's no f- books here. I'm wasted my money. Glastonbury, I think. Yes, it is. that's the one. Um, suddenly, I am struck by the immense need to use the toilet. I, at the time, uh, had brought a luxury toilet pass. Wow, that's amazing. Is that like flying in business class? <laughs> um, uh, so thought I would skip along there to deal with the situation. <laughs> oh, oh, what a foolish mistake. I barely make it five minutes before I feel my stomach churn violently. I realise I don't have the time to make it to my luxury toilet <laughs> and turn to walk to any toilet as I am now desperate. I make it within sight of the toilet and feel a slight relief, oh, which was no. my next mistake as my knees went weak and my pants oh, went heavy. Oh, no, mum's spaghetti. <laughs> Let's vomit on his sweater already. Making it to the toilet, I confirm, yes, I have actually <laughs> myself. <laughs> now... Uh, If you've ever been in a festival toilet, you will know this is not ideal. Mm. To cut a long story short, I have to resolve this situation by sneaking back into my tent for a change of clothes and and spending half an hour in the luxury toilet having to clean myself and then binning my entire bottom half. Well, I love the idea, incidentally, of, like, in the luxury toilet, you have, like, nymphs. (laughs) You're you're there to wipe your bottom for you. Now now they're like... You walk in, there's there's pleasant classical music. (laughs) Oh, come on in, sir. We'll wipe that bottom for you. Mother of God! (laughs) (laughs) What have you done coming here into the luxury toilet? Jeff, get over here. Take a picture of this. Um, The reason I have to ask for your forgiveness is due to the fact that when I went back to the toilet at a later time, I saw the Jackson Pollock level mess I'd left in the place. Oh, fathers, please forgive me. <laughs> P.S. I apologise for the long walk of text uh, and the bad punctuation. I unfortunately suffer with dyspraxia. Well, Anonymous, I think it was fine. Certainly, you don't need to apologise for that. However, the Jackson Pollock level of mess... I read... You know what? I heard a story, and I can't remember who told me this. It might have been one of the Yogscast guys, that they went to a festival once, and they went in a, to- a festival toilet, and there was poop on the ceiling... And I can't help but wonder, have we just found the culprit? Like, I, I don't know how Maybe. that would happen, but like, I don't know, if you take your trousers off and you're like, yeah, throw them away from you, and then they just stick to the ceiling. And he has to like kind of awkwardly climb up on the seat to pull them down. The only festival, have you ever, have you ever been to a, a festival proper? Okay, confession time. Uh, here's what I've got. Uh, all my colleagues will tell you I'm a terrible shot. No. Oh, wait, you wouldn't get that because you haven't seen Hamilton yet. Um, oh. Basically... You say yet like I'm <laughs> going to watch it, you fool. Never. Um, I have been to music festivals, but I have only been to folk music festivals. I have been to several uh, folk music festivals. No, not the Wurzels. We're talking like uh, Bellowhead, traditional English folk. I've been to a rapping workshop, but not like the cool rapping. Oh my god, oh, a rapping, a rapping, what, like gifts? No, it's or... uh, it's the type of Morris dancing that uses swords. <laughs> of course you I've have. I've done that. Uh, yep, it was all because my girlfriend at the time really liked folk music. And of course, I define my worth based on my relationship with others. So naturally that meant that I started liking folk music. Wow. Yep. It was a, uh, it's a thing. <laughs> so yes, I, I haven't been to a... I've, got, I've just got an image of you there, like, with kind of like... 
bells on your on your fingers and toes clutching a kind of a, a leather animal skin full of cider just going to town i'm not gonna lie they're great fun especially like if you've if, you, if people haven't heard the music of bellowhead i'll include a link in the um show notes but they're like the kind of folk music that you uh will hear sometimes on jules holland on like the hoot and annie um it's oh, fair. Incidentally, if people haven't heard the work of the Wurzels, then mm. you also need to do that because that is a thing. AKA my introduction to modern music, and I didn't realise that a great number of songs were actually written by people other than the Wurzels. I just heard the Wurzels yeah. covers of them first. Their yeah. version of "It Wasn't Me." They uh, they played at Exeter University. Did you go? No, I missed it. I don't think I was there when that happened. Yeah. They uh, yeah they played at um, the Corn Exchange, fittingly. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've never seen them live. I've always wanted to. Um... I've only ever been to um, a festival, a festival called Cornbury Festival, mm. um, which is in uh, it's in Oxfordshire, um, and it's brilliant, really good, and it's meant to be kind of the most kind of like family friendly um, festival. It's like it's not, you know, it's 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 kind of. Um, it's a bit of it. It kind of taps into the whole kind of glamping uh, vibe. Okay. Um, but the year that the year that we went, it was the first time that um, Soho House, which is a like a um, private members club in in London. Well, they've got places all over the um, over the shop, but they were opening Soho Farmhouse, which is just down the road. And um, I don't quite know how, but we managed to secure um, quite some some quite nice accommodation there, and we went with the family, and it was brilliant. Um, for instance, I'll tell you who. Uh, who headlined in previous years so when I went it would have been Alanis Morissette and Squeeze uh, do you know either, I know, you know, I know the there? name Alanis Morissette okay well Alanis Morissette and Squeeze they're, they're great the 2018 lineup UB, UB40 Alanis Morissette Squeeze Amy McDonald do you know Amy McDonald? oh I know that name yeah she did This Is The Life yeah great song um it was just yeah, it was it was wicked, really good, and then lots of really great kind of like crafty food stalls and and things, and it's great. It's a really good oh, festival. actually, I tell a lie. I, I went to one other music festival, Dan, which was the B Cider C Cider Festival, which also had music. Oh, brilliant! Uh, and it was great. I got apocalyptically drunk. <laughs> I think. Hey, now this could be a thing. When when lockdowns ease and things and, and we're actually allowed to like see other humans, the next really niche festival that we can find online, regardless of <laughs> the interest and, and whether we know anything about it, I think we should both get tickets and go. And make a vlog about the experience. Yeah, like vlog. Oh, yeah. And then try while we're there to convince people that we really know what we're on about. And it'll be like Louis Theroux-esque because we've got two of us. One of us can be in front with the microphone another one could be there with the camera i'm sold if people want to hit if people want to see that email in and let us know yeah if people know near like local to them somewhere in the british isles ideally um although you know maybe we can go overseas um then let us know the the niche of the festival the better and simon and i will go and and document the trip ideally if it can be some kind of like craft ale or cider or f- that would be pretty cool but equally if it was something like i don't the know the unicum um, festival yeah or, or something even niche so like the the over 60s air fix <laughs> meat of the meat of like meat of the north or something we could just go and pretend that we're really into it but we're like oh yeah we bring our own glue we, we take this very seriously oh wow oh i'm, I'm so down for It'd this be amazing road trips okay, let's do it 
And well, the thing is, it'll be dead easy because I can drive now. So we, you know, like the world is our oyster. Yeah. So we're fine. First, first stop, oyster festival. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Let's do it. Amazing. Okay, we now, however, need to absolve Anonymous. Um, what we're saying is that we have a huge amount of experience going to festivals, and so we've been there. We we've yeah, all yeah. shit ourselves from time to time, you know. And um, I think I think I absolve you of your Jackson Pollock crime on the festival toilet, mm. brother Moore. Would you like to say any, any extra words? Uh, I, no, I think. I think we ought to thank, on behalf of the Church of Mormonism and Clark Catholicism, um, the outstanding work that St. John's Ambulance has been yes. doing. Yes. Applause. Bravo. Very good. Bravo. Very fine. Very briefly, we just have a little bit of time left in the episode for some Corin's Pondence. I have an email in front of me from Magnus. Uh, subject line, George McKay Brown. Dear Simon and Dan, mm. long-time reader, first-time writer... In your last Poetry Corner, you read some of George McKay Brown's poems, and I thought the name rang a bell. Sure enough, I asked my parents, and it turns out I'm named after one of his books. Superb. When they were thinking of baby names, my mum happened to glance at the bookshelf at the time and saw the poetic novel Magnus, which I have with me now, and thought it was cool. It's a fairly uncommon name, and I've still only met one or two other Magnuses. Mag Mag Magni? Oh, hang on. Parentheses. It's Latin, so the us to I thing might apply, but it's an adjective, so I don't know if it does in this case. I've only met one or two other magni. Sounds re really cool. Um, in the 19 years I've lived with it. So I wish all the potential magni listening a, a very pleasant evening. I am not a big reader in general, so I haven't actually read my namesake book. But to quote a, an excerpt of the Sunday Times Review on the back, Mr. Brown uses language. Brilliant. That's great. That's a that's a that's a really good one in a in a work of poetry. I find. Yeah, especially. I mean, that's about as good as you can hope for from George McKay Brown. Um, oh wait, no, no, hang on. No, uh, he was the good one, wasn't it? He was the one that did the disaster on the River Tay. Um, William McGonagall. I'm getting those two mixed up. Okay, good. I was imagine if you'd been named after a William McGonagall book. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. I would not regret at all being named after a William McGonagall book. Daddy. <laughs> Why am I called Dan? Well, because I had a very good friend called Dan. And why am I called the Tay Bridge Disaster? <laughs> <laughs> because a brick fell on Mummy's head just before she decided to name you. Yeah. Uh, all the best and Team Cat forever and always. Magnus, aged, hand-washing, happy birthday, but at... Oh, my God. Two crotch... Crotchet, crotchet equals two over... 854,685. <laughs> that, that's niche, Magnus, and I like it a lot. Love it. Absolutely love it. And we have another bit of uh, correspondence here from uh, from Remnar. What fun. Mm. Oh, uh, oh, yes. <clears throat> Remnar goes on to say, Dear most honourable and brave Mr. Moore and that other cat-loving fellow. Thank you. Having been a reader of the podcast since near the beginning, but only a recent uh, addition to the Patreon ranks, I have to say that I find the policy of appeasement against the feline menace to be thoroughly unacceptable. <laughs> First, they took our under-the-chin scratches, and then they took our comfy spot on the sofa. Before you know it, they'll be everywhere. They must no, be No, they must be given adequate space to sunbathe. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, sparked by your love of poetry and with a desire to stir the pot a bit, I've composed a ballad uh, for my t for my fellow top dogs and those who have yet to take the side in this most critical conflict. I humbly present to you with, uh, you with a top dogs ballad. Please see attached. P.S. I've recently stumbled across the YouTube channel of Mr. Malcolm 
Guit, a poet uh, with whose works uh, you are no doubt acquainted. I'd highly suggest watching his channel, as it's oddly similar to how I picture you in later years. Sincerely, Remnar. Um, age 30, exactly one week older than Simon. Ah! Fact. Um, cool. I, um, I haven't come across that YouTube channel, but I'll absolutely give it a look. And Dan, would you please um, uh, give us a reading of uh, Remnar's poetry here, just to round out the show? I will. Okay, so <clears throat> this is a Top Dog's Ballad by Remnar. Rise, O defenders of the dogs who preach that worthy cause. Heed not the feline demagogues, but hold to loyal paws. For when you find yourself in fear... Do cats at your side stand, or do they simply walk away to defecate in sand? <laughs> the dog instead will, instead will sit and wait, an ever-patient guard. They keep their watch in solemn state, with you for love unmarred. Wait, show them with love for you unmarred. With, oh yeah, sorry. With love for you unmarred. Oh devil, keep your kin away, they are not needed here. We welcome all dogs, found or stray and scratch the tilted ear. Aww. Though cats may live for many years and are evermore in fashion, they're not the muse of balladeers who, who, who sing for dogs with passion. <laughs> Man's best friend, the dog is called, and friend to women too. They sleep upended with legs sprawled. Cats piss inside your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Cats were gods to Cleopatra. See where that love got her. The dog instead comes to the earth from the divine Potter. Championed by that lovely man, our noble knight, Sir Moore. The dog will always walk with Dan and we shall win the war. Wow. Very good. That's superb, Remnar. I like that a lot. <laughs> Man's best friend, the dog is called, and friends are women too. They sleep upended with legs sprawled. Cats piss inside your shoe. It's one of the best, like, quatrains. Uh, sorry, it's not a quatrain, it's two rhyming couplets. That's so good. That's really very fine. Love it. I thoroughly disagree with everything that you just said, but uh, I, I, I appreciate the artistry. <laughs> oh, really, really and that's all for this week. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, it's not this week, though, is it? It's not this week, is it? <clears throat> that's all for this episode. Don't forget that was crap. That was just crap. Make your Fergus's job <laughs> nice and easy. Thanks for this Bye. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the money. Sorry. Bye-bye. Bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> now, bye. Um, <clears throat> right, let's actually try and do this properly. <clears throat> And that's all for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. Join the Discord, and if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. Festival recommendations, cat-based poetry, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole. And, and we'll, we'll see you next, next time. it's strange that we say we'll see you next time we never see them yeah they don't even see us no and you'll hear us next time and you'll hear us hopefully <laughs> yeah at some point the episodes are a bit sporadic oh hang on we didn't do what have what have we learned today oh no